This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle one topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future relationship to it. Today's topic was fantasy football, and our guest was Chris Wendelkin. Please enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back. This is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafuri. I'm Adam Lustig. And it is almost fall. It's almost fall. What is When is fall? I think September 21, that's going to be your vernal equinox. Wow. Right there on the 21st. Vernal? I think that means, I think that's the autumnal equinox. I could be wrong. Someone will correct me. Vernal? Yeah, I think so. Well, the summer equinox is June 21, happens to be my birthday, longest day of the year. Does that have a corresponding word like fall has vernal? It undoubtedly does. I may be using vernal, frankly, all wrong, uh, but one of the equinoxes is vernal. I'm pretty sure it's the uh, it's the fall, September 21 equinox. Can't- it's it's so cool, rare. Yeah. It's rare to hear a word at this age and be like, never heard it before. Vernal. I'm new here. <laughs> I'm new here. To oh, this this, this equinox is vernal. Yeah, you oh, can okay. arrange those English letters into a word. I'll pretend like I know what that. We'll means. pretend that. Yeah, but fall is here, man. Fall is here. Yes, and that means a lot of things. That that, that means uh, like uh, to me, growing up, I would jump in leaves. Yeah, so would I. You know, so, uh, sports would start to come back into play. Yep. Were you raking those leaves, Bill? Uh, I was raking them, then jumping in them, yes. and then being forced to rake them That's once again. That's the double rake. Yes. Yep. Classic double rake. Yep. Sitch. Yep. 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 Um, but nothing is more. Uh, nothing is more fall than football. That is absolutely correct. I love the sport, man. We love football because we were born in America in an era where football already existed, so we love it. There, that's almost a direct correlation. If you're exposed to football, you kind of love it a little bit. That's just kind of how – that's your responsibility as an American. <laughs> exactly. Um, I love it so much that last year I was talking to Amir saying that you guys need some sort of fantasy football show duh. on the network. A uh, Duh. And then he said, do it. <laughs> and so then I was like – Damn, okay. Be careful what you wish for dot football. Yeah. 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 Um, and I did it for a year. Um, you were in it, Adam. Yes. Will Smith was in it. Yep. Alex Fumero was in it. George Basil was in it. Yep. Amir was in it. Star-studded was fantasy in it. football cast. Great. Incredible So group of much people. fun. Yep. And it turned into a huge success. It sure did. So much so that we started getting advertising and people really actually cared about our opinions. It really gathered a following. One thing we do about on No Joke is that we say we're not experts. Right. And we're just giving our opinions or our experiences. That's true. When you do the football show, you have to pretend to be an expert. You have to wear your expert hat a little bit. Just a little bit. Because people were tuning in to the Fantasy Football Podcast, not only for the entertainment value, but also for authentic, sincere fantasy football advice and guidance. I would say 70 30 advice. Really? Entertainment. That's really amazing. So the situation made me have to pretend to be an expert. (laughs) I did a year of it. Yes. It was. So fun. Yes. It taught me how to podcast better. It taught me how to produce no joke. Yep. And when Amir said, are we going to do this thing again? Yep. I said, the show should remain. Yes. But I think that it would be that much more fun to bring a new commissioner sure. into the league. And let me just say really quick, take this time to say you are and were and will always be an excellent commissioner. Diplomatic, fair, responsive, and attentive. I appreciate that. Uh, all of that is sincere. I uh, I carry – I hold those values very important to me. I know you do. And when there will be a new commissioner yep. – that commissioner must carry themselves the same way. Tagliabu hands off the baton to Cadell, and he says, maintain the fabric of the shield, sir. Yes. Yeah. And make make it your own. Yeah. And so I thought about it. Yeah. I went to my cave. Yeah. I meditated for a couple of months. Do you have a cave? Uh, don't ask that question right now. <laughs> 
And a vision came to me. And that vision was the word Victor Ooh. in the sky. Ooh. For those who don't know who Victor Victoria was, he was the biggest maniac on the show last year. Yeah. He's a loudmouth. Yeah. He is lovable. So lovable. He is so committed to the game. Enthusiastic. He will bring more to your fantasy experience than just the games that, you play. Absolutely, for he sure. He will make it a 360-degree social media-driven <laughs> experience. Yes. He did last year. Yes. And he will again this year. However, not as a player, but as the new commissioner of the HeadGum Fantasy Football League, we are joined by our Roger Goodell, the new commish, Victor Victoria, Mr. Chris Windelkin. Welcome. What is up, boys? What's up, commish? Game on, Game on, dude. Victor is back. (laughs) Did he ever leave? Victor is back, boys. Wow, man. So we have Chris Wendelkin with us in the studio. And honestly, when I started the Fantasy Football League last year, I didn't know what the expectations would be. I just thought it might just be a fun game to watch along. Right. Chris Wendelkin. Yeah. Dug his claws so deep into the format yeah. that during the offseason, I would say every week I would receive between three to seven emails slash tweets yeah. just saying, what's the deal with the upcoming season? Will Victor be a part of it? You really struck a nerve, Chris. Yeah. Just with your involvement and with your passion, I just think with your with your vigor. I mean, the fans responded. It was It was an incredible season. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. So you are now the uh, commissioner of the league, which is a lot, and we'll discuss that at some point. But right. today's episode isn't just about the HeadGum Fantasy Football League. Right. Yeah. Today's episode is about fantasy football. Capital FF, fantasy football in general. Yes. Fantasy. Fantasies yeah. are fantasy footballs. Chris yeah. Wendelkin, you are from Long Island, much yeah. like me. Yeah. Um, when did you start playing fantasy football? Yeah. You know, I feel like the year 1998 sticks out of my head. Mm. I, I don't know if that's just because that's when Peyton Manning and, like, Tim Duncan, like, came into my consciousness. Okay, right, sure. Like, really obsessing about their stats. Right. That year, maybe it was, like, 98 or 2000, that feels about the time where I was, like, using the internet and had, like, a Hotmail mm-hmm. email address. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And was, pl- and was caring about football players and basketball players and baseball players in a way that wasn't just about, like, I want to see the Jets win the Super Bowl. Yes. Right? It was like, I want to see the Jets win the Super Bowl, but I also care if LaDainian Tomlinson got 100 yards. Yes. Mm-hmm. And in 1998, if you had LaDainian Tomlinson, yeah. you were Championing. Yeah. Championing. Because fantasy football, it, like you yeah. said, it's like, I remember growing up and and every Sunday meant Giants football. Yep. The New York Giants play a game. And Team there was sport. a three-hour window that I really cared about football. <laughs> there was a window, I want to say, from like 98 to like 2004, where fantasy was kind of like this no man's land. Hmm. Okay. And I feel like there weren't as many pundits. It was mm-hmm. it was a relatively new thing. Right. Yes. So you could, like... If it didn't you, seem like big business no. at all. And if you were a nut job like me, you could sort of really zero in on like what made your team a winner so Mm. you just could identify like oh that guy mike allstott yeah he's not like the greatest player but the thing is he always gets the touchdown Mm -hmm. right like on the bucks they always give him the ball with five yards and under because they want to get touchdowns yes and at the end of the day touchdowns makes me the champion of this league with my cousins (laughs) that's right so mike allstott's touchdowns makes me better than my cousins. i'll be drafting mike allstott (laughs) i mean what is the internet 
if not a platform for you to prove that you're better than your cousins. cousins. I want to be better than my cousins. Right. I identify what will make me better than my cousins. <laughs> right. In some cases, it's red zone touchdowns. Right. In other cases, this guy, you know, Steve Novak always takes threes in the corner. Sure. And, yeah. So for those who don't know what fantasy football actually is, uh, you should probably sign off now because it's going to be a very bizarre episode. <laughs> but we'll try and explain very briefly. In real football games, when players make plays, there's corresponding fantasy points that you receive if you picked him for your team. Mm -hmm. So you play these actual players who are playing in actual games. Their real results warrant you points. Right. And you feel like a winner when they do well. Yes. And your cousins feel like less of a winner when their players do less well. Right. Yes. Yeah. So that, but you brought up a good point, and it's sort of with the popularity of fantasy football, and because it snowballed into almost a, truly an industry in and of itself, almost separate then, but adjacent to the actual NFL. I feel like there's the NFL yeah. and the games that exist. Yes. That yes. is the league. And yeah. then also there's the shadow reality that is like fantasy football game on the within, internet. Game within the game. Seriously. Right. Game within the game. And it's really changed the football watch focus of a lot of our peers, I feel like, and fantasy football enthusiasts, oh. from going from, like you said, Billy, it's not just a three-hour New York Giants time window anymore. Now you are deeply invested in every single snap of every single play because you have some sort of player investment in every game. You yes. know when you're in the company of people who play fantasy football because, you know, if you're at a bar or at someone's house, it's like, why are you watching the Arizona Cardinals? There's a minute and change left in the fourth quarter. Yes. They're losing by 40 points. What? What are you going at here? It's like, I need to see if Larry Fitzgerald can get in the end zone. Like I need that. nine more yards yes, that's from what Larry this is Fitzgerald. About. You've never that's... seen people on the edge of their seat of a 40-point football game right. like you have with fantasy football. So, the addiction is real. Yeah. What it, about you, Lusso? When did you start fantasy football? I imagine that I probably made you start. I think you did, actually. I mean, <laughs> I have been, you know, my relationship with the NFL, it's like I grew up a fan-ish. Uh, of the. My dad played football in high school and college, actually, and obviously I'm a sports fan and love football, but I don't think I really played football fantasy football until you roped me in, Bill. Yeah. Mainly because I wasn't too internet savvy. I have a bit of a short attention span. Yep. And uh, it was just sort of those factors combined. Fantasy that... football can be a burden. Make no mistake. Oh, yeah. It can it ruin can be, your life. It can yeah. be an absolute burden. No, it can burden. absolutely ruin your life. Yeah. I mean, it, it can end relationships. Uh, it can, you know, it can end a relationship before it even starts. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, you know, it's 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 a thing. It's a, it's, a, it's it can be a bit of a problem for people. I find that uh, fantasy football is like drugs and traveling. Absolutely. It's it's completely who you do it with. Right. Oh, whole, that's good. The whole experience will be good or bad yeah. based on who you did it. With. That's really true. Yeah, which it? is why it's crucial Great. to have a good commissioner in your league who will not only make sure that the rules are enforced but also can provide new ulterior forms of entertainment. The right? attitude starts from the top down. Correct. It oh, starts yeah. from the top down. 1,000%. So Correct. in 1998, you were tooling around at your Hotmail address. Right. Uh, you were looking at LaDainian Tomlinson statistics. Right. Did you feel instantly bitten by this bug? You were like, oh, God, this is the beginning of a lifelong relationship with online fantasy sports. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, it was pretty – it was like I could be pretty good at this, and this could be – this could be a way for me to assert my will over my cousins. Yeah, because that's, that's right around the age where we start. Because I'm sure all of us in some capacity said, well, of course I'll play in the NBA or right. the NFL I'll or right. MLB at some point. <laughs> and right around 98, we're all like hovering in the 16 to 18 year range. Yeah, it's We're now clear. coming to grips. <laughs> yeah. 
with uh, the shoulder size of right. the men in the NFL right, right. and what our shoulders yeah, currently it's like, look like. I don't look like Curtis Martin. Yeah, and I never will. At the will. end of the day, I don't look like him. But that doesn't mean I can't still be a winner in the world of professional athletics. And I can't relate myself to Curtis Martin. I can't hitch my trailer to that Curtis Martin. I can, I can be s- Curtis Martin if I draft him in the third round in 1998. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what it became. Yep. Yes. Um, that is the first act of us talking about fantasy football. Um, a good friend of ours, this relates to all of us. Yes. Um, Mike Perkillo. Yes. The producer of his, he also goes by Rich Royce. Yep. The producer of all four Snakes albums. He made all of our rap music. He, um, when I decided to make the football league last year, we needed a theme song. And I hit up Mike Perkillo and yeah. he said, hey man, you once remixed the NBA theme song for us, the NBA on NBC theme song. Could you do the same with the NFL? Hours later, he emailed us Wizard. that song. Wizard. You'll be playing that, Chris, uh, every episode Sweet. leading into the show that week. So I say we play that in the first act break. Shout out Rich Royce. This is Rich Royce just chopping up the NFL theme song. We'll be right back. Thanks, Mike. That was Rich Royce, our homeboy Mike Perkillo, remixing the hell out of that NFL music. That sounds so good. I just want to give a quick shout-out to my brother Jake, who was in a high school band with his high school nerd friends, and they would constantly cover the Sunday night countdown music, mm. which was... And they would cover that as a high school band, and yes. I always thought it was pretty choice of them. Very do. good. Yeah, because that is a good tune. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, most of the Olympic NFL kind of orchestral Catchy. music gets you hyped. Music of my childhood. Yeah, exactly. Super hyped. Um, I want to remind the listeners at home one more thing. This episode is coming out on Friday, and we only have three, four, maybe five more days left on our t-shirt hoodie tank campaign. You gotta grab yourself a t-shirt, a hoodie, and a tank that says no joke on it, because what are you doing otherwise? If we haven't explained how this campaign works, it's much like Kickstarter, right? where we set a goal and if we sell those many shirts, everyone who purchased one will then receive it. That's right. If we don't hit the goal, then the people who tried to buy it, unfortunately, will not. Just we like Kickstarter. are close. Super close. We are at the summit of Everest. Yeah, we put us need, over the top. Yeah, we just need a few more people to contribute to the show by yep. going to nojokepodcast.com. Once again, go to nojokepodcast.com. You'll see a link that says support the show. Yep. Buy a shirt. Click it. Get to business. It would help us a whole lot. Click it. Get to business. Buy the shirt. Open a new tab. Start doing some fantasy football research. Yes. And if you do take, if you do buy the shirt, send us a screen grab of your receipt. Yes, please do. We'd love to see what you chose. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Did you choose the baby blue? Did you choose the gray? Um, did you choose maybe one of each? Ideally, I would hope. Okay. Okay. So nojokepodcast.com. Yep. Get yourself a shirt. Okay. Thank you. It is the second act of the No Joke Podcast, and in this act, we'd like to talk about our present lives with the subject. Fantasy the subject football. is fantasy football. Yes, sir. 
we have a commissioner in the house who's going to be leading a new league. Um, he is not, I doubt, rep, he's not going to replicate exactly how I did it. So I'm curious, Mr. Commissioner, your present <clears throat> life with the HeadGum Fantasy Football League, do you have any sort of things planned or do you have any sort of things going through your mind? Uh, you know, new year, new league, mm -hmm. new commish. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Victor V is back. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I am, I'm considering some new GMs. There's the mm -hmm. potential for some overturn. Correct. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I need to know, I need to know that you want to be in the league. Yes. I need to know that the passion is there. I need to know that the commitment is there. Yes. Um, I don't want an empty suit. Uh, in my league. Yes, go on. I need you to show up on Sundays, mm -hmm. play your players. I need you on the waiver wire. Mm -hmm. Yes. Picking up free agents. Yes. If someone goes off for three touchdowns, I need you on that uh, on Sunday. I need you adding that player. At least paying attention. Yeah. I, I need someone who knows the depth charts at running back, at tight end. You need 10 players who are going to commit to this league as if it yeah. was the end-all be-all. So I think that's the biggest thing is just finding the, the people that want to be in the league. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, as, as a player, you had a wild attitude. You made crazy threats. You made mean nicknames about some of your compatriots. Sure. You were a bit of a provocateur. Yes. Yeah. And I think that that's why a lot of people loved you. A lot of fans loved you. Yeah, call, it you call it what you want. That being said, <laughs> now you're on the top. Are you going to maintain the same salty personality and disposition that you had as a player as the commission? Now that you have the corner office. Bill, Adam. Yes. I got to be me. Okay. Victor I, has to be me. It's going to be me. <laughs> Victor has to be Victor. Absolutely. Go on. We okay. wouldn't expect anything otherwise. So, um, so you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not saying I'm gonna be a tyrant. Okay. But um, listen, the inmates are running the asylum now, right. and <laughs> um, I gotta be me. Okay. And I'm looking for people who are fired up, who want to be in there. Absolutely. Okay. And who can take it, and who can dish it. Yeah. Okay. But you're saying the inmates are running the asylum, but I would argue that now you're the warden, sir. So he was like, the inmate. He you was were the inmate. That's a, what I'm saying. Like you were the inmate. I'm a former inmate. I'm right. now running and now the asylum. And now he's running, now you're running the asylum. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. He didn't take it over. He literally was hired. They were <laughs> like, that inmate actually shows some promise. That's right. If you're a fantasy football fan, mm. on Sunday mornings, sometimes you have a decision to make where it's Victor Cruz is questionable and you have another receiver who is probable. Who do I start? Mm -hmm. The who do I start question is pervasive in the fantasy community, yeah. and it largely lives on Twitter. Right. Those questions are usually sent to ESPN experts, CBS experts like Matthew Barry and these other guys. Uh -huh. What I was stunned to find come like week one and two was that while not on the same plane, yeah. Sunday mornings I would wake up to people asking me who they should start. Who do I start? And unironically like in the collection yeah, of yeah, other yeah, espn yeah. experts yeah. and there there was no room for like yeah. cuteness sarcasm right. sass they needed an answer and i would treat it seriously and i would say my authentic response to who i think they should start they're like this guy has a podcast you should know is He's that vetted yeah. by the internet community as a fantasy football like, expert it's a it's a fantasy. This is all a fantasy. <laughs> Do you understand? I'm not J.A. Adande. Right. I'm not Matthew Barry. But here's it's, the thing. I'm you having need, a fantasy. But you need to be J.A. Wendelkin on Sundays. I know. And is that exciting to and you or is that a burden? Let me tell you now, I will be your J.A. Adande Oops. on Sundays. <laughs> I will be your Barry. I will be your Barry on yes. Sundays. Yes. Victor Barry, Heads. Barry kicks. Victor Heads, I will rally for you. You know I'm there for you. Yes. Send me your sit starts. Yes. I will talk you off the ledge. Okay. Okay. If you want to, this is probably an important reminder. If you want to start following Chris Wendelkin, the new commissioner 
of HeadGum Fantasy Football. Yep. You can find him two ways. You can get him direct to the vein at Chris Wendelkin. That's a C-H-R-I-S, Chris. Mm -hmm. Wendelkin. Mm -hmm. I won't spell the harder word. (laughs) W-E-N-D-E-L-K-E-N. It's just like Jets, Jets, Jets. Jets, Jets, Jets. And then the other handle that you can find him, at HeadGum F-F-L. That's where you will find any sort of updates on the league. And knowing Chris, he's pretty uh, he's pretty accessible. Yep, it's pretty- gonna be an act. It's gonna be an active season on Twitter. Yeah, I can, I can only imagine. Um, we got a lot of fun things planned. Um, talking with uh, my assistants, talking with the various Headgum executives. Yeah, we got a lot of fun stuff planned. Okay. Um, you know the 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 Twitter sphere knows uh, we we had several award shows last year. That's right. Yes. Tell uh, us about the award shows real quick that you – I gave you the keys to the car for one day. Sure. Actually, let me just set this up and then you <laughs> knock it down. I gave the keys to the Twitter handle for 24 hours to Chris Wendelkin last year. Right. And I said, I'm going to be off social media. Go wild. Yeah. I came back 24 <laughs> hours later with the equivalent of my kids just threw a party in my house. Yeah. There was an award show that had taken place. There was probably about 150 tweets that had been sent right. in that 24 hours. And each one was beautiful <laughs> and funny and thoughtful. So take it away, Wendell. Well, Tell us about your awards. Well, yeah. I mean, there was an award show. We do, we do this thing every year called the Girlies where I give Every a- year. Every- We've done it once in one year. <laughs> every one year. Every so year. Much. Every year we give a we give a girly away, you know, um, a girly MVP. We have a girly rookie GM of the year. Let it be known that Chris's stud player was Todd Gurley, and he treated him like a god. Yes, um, and you have no intention of ever parting with Todd Gurley. He's got to get him in the draft, and you better believe that if I have a draft pick before him, I'm taking Gurley oh, just to burn a bridge shots with commission. Fired, commissioner. Holy crap! Come and get him <laughs> again. We have an award show called the Girlies every year. We give away a girly. <laughs> every year. Um, we also have honorary girlies. Yep. Uh, Fumero won a girly for uh, mental health. Right. Um, and <laughs> mental yeah, these weren't, health, these weren't your traditional. Health. These weren't your traditional. You picked <laughs> no, the best quarterback. It no. was mental health and emotional well-being yes. uh, for maintaining a, a rom- romantic relationship with his now fiance. Very good. Congrats, Alex. Um, a trophy for maintaining a relationship throughout a season of fantasy football. Look, anyone who's played fantasy football. Knows the challenges of maintaining relationships with loved ones, yes. family members, yes. girlfriend, boyfriend, yes. husband, wife. It yeah. ain't easy. That right? is very, very real. For like three or four months of the year, Mo you Welch. have a second boyfriend slash girlfriend. You Mo- have a second relationship in your life. Mo Welch fell in love, and her fantasy team tanked. Tanked. And, That's true, and, isn't and, it? And, and I'm Sam happy Martin, for it. Sam Martin burned <laughs> yeah. us. Couldn't be happier for Mo and Sam. But her team suffered, right? And, you know, and and something had to suffer, and it wasn't going to be her relationship, right? So, so the team suffered, and that's all right. But um, <laughs> that's all right. So we did an award show yep. called the Girlies. Yep. Every uh, I think we're going to do every Friday. We do something called Ask Victor Anything. AVA, uh, AVA's. The AVAs. Yep. Yeah. Um, where you know uh, the fans kind of chime in. They want to know what's going on with me. Right. Uh, they so, want to just know generally. Hey, what's going, what's going on, on with, with you? Victor? So yeah, it's fun. It's fun for me to give back, talk to the fans. Sure. Um, we did a naughty or nice. This was around, around Christmas time. Yeah, this, yep. this was this was uh, all in one day. <laughs> Seasonal. We did. This a, is all in one day. We did Santa's naughty or nice list. Very so good. Saint Vic gave away Saint some, Vic. Saint some Vic. coal in the stocking. He gave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Smith got some coal in the stocking. Yeah, and, Chris and Smith got some, some underperforming yeah. uh, fantasy players. That would be me. Yeah, yeah, and, and you guys don't like have Peyton, Peyton yeah. Manning. Peyton Manning. Yo, oh, call. players themselves. Players um, themselves. And and then we uh, 
Saint Vic also had like you know uh, candy canes and people's stockings. So. Naturally, naturally. It sounds like he commissioned last year's social media campaign. Already, that's yeah. all in a day. Yeah, that was literally all in a day. And a award hours. show, like twenty other sort of like. Well, you get the picture. Candy canes yeah. in the He's going to no, be... No, we have a lot of fun programming ideas for the season. Right, um, right. So it, it should be really fun. A lot it of awesome really reasons fun. to tune in. Yeah. Here's my question to you, Chris. You're saying that fantasy football, commitment to fantasy football, if you're doing it right, right. will put some strain and some stress on your interpersonal relationships. No I happen to know, not to get too personal, but you have a new dog. A Uh-oh. new dog that you love very, very much. Are you concerned at all that your fantasy football commissionering duties or just fantasy football participant duties are in any way going to compromise your relationship with your pup? We double down. Okay. <clears throat> I wonder what that means. We, dub- that? we double down. Let me tell you about this dog. He loves ball. Oh. This is the dog. This is the dog you adopt. This is the dog you rescue. Got it. If you're a fantasy football nut job. Why? Maybe tell us why. This guy wants to watch baseball. Okay. He wants to watch football. Okay. He wants to watch basketball. Okay. This is the dog you get. You go on a hike in the morning, yep, come yep. home, grab a beer. He wants to lay on that couch, watch the game. You're going on a hike in the morning and then just hitting the beer? This just is, like that? This is what he needs. Wow. This, this commissioner, okay. Commissioner's got his priorities straight. We're in for a wild ride here. I need season. Frank being a good boy. He takes his hike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He sits on that couch. Okay. We each have a beer. Yeah. We watch that game. Yeah. <laughs> we watch that e- game. We each have a beer. <clears throat> we we add and drop players as needed. I just want to warn the future listeners of the Headgum Fantasy Football League of one thing. Um, you're going to get to know Chris Wendelkin over the next 20 weeks. Congrats to you for that. <clears throat> There's a certain <clears> – <throat> excuse me. There's a certain tone that when his voice drops into this kind of like low rumble – Run and hide. <laughs> he was just teasing it right there. We go on a hike. We get our beer. It's just this low rumble. And when that Tornado. happens, turn the volume up because the show is about to explode. <laughs> That's right. Say hello to Victor. Exactly. There's your rumble. Exactly. There's your little low rumble. If you had to equate your dog to an NFL player, attitudinally, skill set wise, I wonder who the NFL uh, equivalent of your pup is. Warwick Dunn. Oh, Small, fast, hard to catch. Jukes right, left. Yeah, yeah. Um, nimble, nimble, agile, um, lateral quickness. Yep. Yep. Uh, has the you know? Uh, do you remember worked on in Florida State? Had the, the little plate. Yes. The plate. Yeah. And, and his back. Yeah. The yeah. lower back pad. Yeah. Um, I would say my puppy is jacked yeah. on top. Very <laughs> nimble, tiny little hips. Uh, can like slip through the hole. Yep. Right. So he's looking. He's he's thinking. Who's my linebacker that's spying me? Right. I want to fake this guy here. Juke left, cut right, and then he's making for the end zone. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So nice. the commissioner's assistant this year will be his work done like dog. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we got to go into the second act break now. Okay. So there's one football theme song that immediately comes to my mind, and that's the Super Bowl Shuffle. Oh, yeah. It's a little basic. 85 Chicago Bears? I'm not saying that there's three basic Bs in the studio right now. No, you're not saying that. I'm just saying that that is a pretty basic choice for, hey, this is a football song. Right. Do you guys have anything else that comes to mind, or are we going to be three basic Bs? Well, I would just uh, simply submit the Icky Shuffle from Icky Woods back in the 1980s Cincinnati Does Bengals that have days. a full song attached to it? Are there lyrics that's like, watch Icky Shuffle, woo? I... <laughs> <laughs> there are now. I'm just wondering, if there is there music that goes with it, or did he just shuffle know. in the end zone? It was an end zone dance, but in my hazy memory, might not be right, I'm just spitballing here, I think they may have sort of build, built a song around that once the dance became a craze in and of itself okay. but I, can, I can't swear by future that. commission can you confirm or deny i'm not sure about that i'm not okay. sure either 
You know, the song that I have in my head when I'm thinking football, yeah. you boys know, is... Dun, 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 dun. We played it in dun, the first dun, dun, act. Dun, dun. We played it in the first act. We've got to play two different songs on this show. We remix that. That is your theme song. Mm-hmm. I got bad news for you, boys. I think we're three basic bees. We can we're be basic. Basic boys. Let's All right. So this is just going to be a basic choice. Jim McMahon, William Refrigerator Perry, Mike Ditka. This is a, I mean, you call, what you call basic, I would just reframe as classic. So listen to this classic rap <laughs> from the 1985 Chicago Bears. We'll be right back. And I like the dance, running the ball is like Mickey Moe Lance. We had to go to training camp to give Chicago a Super Bowl champ. And we're not doing this because we're greedy. The Bears are doing it to feed the needy. We didn't come here to look for trouble. We just come here to do the Super Bowl shop. This is Speedy Willie, and I'm world class. I like running, but I love to get the pass. I practice all day and dance all night. I got to get ready for the Sunday fight. Now, I'm as smooth as a chocolate swirl. I dance a little funky, so watch me, girl. There's no one here that does it like me. My Super Bowl shuffle will set you free. I'm Samurai Mike. I stop from cold. Part of the defense, big and bold. I've been jamming for quite a while. Doing what's right and setting the style. Give me a chance, I'll rock you good. Nobody messing in my neighborhood. I didn't come here looking for trouble. I just came to do the Super Bowl shuffle. We are the best shuffling crew. Shuffling on down, doing it for you. We're so bad, we know we're good. Blowing your mind like we knew we were. You know we're just strutting for fun. Strutting our stuff for everyone. We're not here to start no trouble. We're just here to do the Super Bowl shuffle. Here to 
Super Bowl Shuffle, performed by the Super Bowl-winning 1985 Chicago Bears in what I think still is the most lopsided Super Bowl of all time. They beat the Patriots 42 to 10 in that game, to I believe. 10. They beat wow. the living crap out of them. How did the, what did the Ravens do against the Giants that year? Was that, that was 41-7? That was bad. 41-7? It was something Oy, like that. I think it was our, like 34-7, maybe. Our only touchdown was a punt return by right. Ron Dixon. Oh, and that's I, right. And I was in Baltimore watching oh, my beloved Giants lose to the Baltimore Ravens. I was DJing Ooh, a party, yeah. a celebration yeah. for the team that was crushing <laughs> Salt my Salt in the wound. Was that, game, was that game close for a little while? Nope. Was it? No. Nope. <laughs> it wasn't even close for like five minutes in the first. Nope. It was a blowout yeah. at halftime. Oh, then geez. we returned a punt and we're like, oh, hope. And then they just destroyed yeah. us again. That was the Ray Lewis defense. That's right. And similar to the Chicago Bears, it's exactly. That was like the dominant defense. Oh, boy. And almost like the Broncos last year with the Panthers, too. It's like, uh-oh, dominant defense could still be the most powerful force and in Seattle, the NFL. And Seattle's That's right. uh, Super Bowl a couple years ago, oh, too. The Peyton Manning-Seattle Super Bowl, where yeah. it was like, I don't know. He's Peyton Manning. I don't know. This could be the one. It was like 34 yeah, nothing. That was amazing. Run. What was wasn't it the first play of the game? He had a safety. There was a safety or a pick yes, six. Yeah, that yeah I think it was a safety. Yeah, yeah. It was like oh shit. One of those Vegas odds. I things. think the defense of the Seahawks might be really good. Yeah, yes. yeah. That's what, and that's what they say. Defense wins championships. That's yeah. right. Offense gets you on Sports Center. Yeah. Defense wins championships. Yeah. So, in your opinion, Commissioner, who has the blue chip championship defense this year? Is it still the Denver Broncos? Do mm. they still have the elite premier defense? I mean, I think, yeah, you got to go with the champs, yeah. right? There hasn't been a ton of turnover there. Right. Um, Carolina was great, but they lost Josh Norman, right, to the right. Skins? Mm. Right. That's a big drop. Mm -hmm. I mean, those things, it's it's funny. It's like no one really had Denver as the premier defense last year. I feel like defense is one of those things, funnily enough, that always sort of evolves over the year. Correct. I mean, like, you kind of know... Yeah, that's Tom Brady. He's always going to be pretty damn good. Right. right. But the defense, 
I feel like there's always like, yeah, the Bears defense, everyone and, seems to believe is always good. But like defense has a way of like picking up momentum mm-hmm. over here. And it's worth talking about because this is a fantasy football episode is that uh, a good defense isn't always still the best defensive play in fantasy football. Mm-hmm. And right. what I mean by that is that in fantasy football, uh, you usually start a roster on Sunday and you generally know who's going to be playing. But in that roster, you can also start a team's defense. And while Denver might be the best defense or Seattle might be the best defense, they might be playing against a great team that week. Yeah, they might have an awful matchup. So my strategy and what I'd like to talk about in the third act of this podcast is um, general strategy moving into this year's fantasy football. Yeah. If you don't have an on paper guaranteed top two defense, stream. And what streaming means is find the team with yeah. the best matchup that week for your play. current defense. Just know who you're yeah. playing against and just be opportunist that way. That's I nice. think there's a lot of that. You know, like you could do a – I don't even think it's just defense. I think my my thing is always identify the positions and the players that are irreplaceable. Mm. Okay. So it's like – yeah, this is a top two quarterback, or this is a top two running back. As long as he's healthy, there's no one that's going to really produce mm-hmm. like him and that will be on the waiver wire. Right. But like, yeah, like you were saying, that's the eighth ranked defense. Right. Is it really a priority for me to score that person in the draft? No, mm-hmm. because right. like, there's a chance that the team that's ranked the 12th defense will be playing above their head or something. And right. it's the type of thing where it's positionally, where is the biggest drop off? Right. Where is like the biggest group of like clear elite and then there's everyone else. Like I would even say that with the quarterbacks, there's like one or two maybe that like stand out and then like three ranks three through 12. I know. Pretty much all a coin flip. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's like, so it's, it's a tough thing to figure out how to navigate. Is there any position this year that you would say is clearly what you should take in the first round? I would probably say wide receiver. Yeah, I... <laughs> I mean, I think it really depends on the the, the scoring in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, like it really depends. Is it a PPR league? Um, our league with HeadGum was a PPR league last year. Correct. I think we'll keep it that way this year. And right. So that just means that receptions mm-hmm. are a premium. Mm-hmm. So right. like having a guy that's going to catch eight to ten balls a game. Mm-hmm. Or a running back who's going to catch eight to ten balls a game. Is mm-hmm. super, get extra points. super valuable. Right. Um, so, yeah, I would, I would probably think first round, unless but, it's like – a top flight quarterback I'm looking for someone that's hogging the ball with receptions. Yeah, I don't yeah, that's I kind of tend to agree because the nature of the NFL too, it has like never has quarterbacks thrown for four hundred yards as consistently as they are these years. Mm, you know? know? It's like Big Ben will have a seventy yard pass to Antonio Brown, Eli will to Odell Beckham. Right. And those are just it's just hard to replicate those points, especially now that in football, almost every team has a two running back set. Right. Yeah. Where there isn't that 10 years ago, one guy gets 350 Jamal Lewis on the Ravens back yeah. in the day. You know, just 400 carry guys. Yeah. Marshawn Lynch even retired. Yeah, yep. I know. The game really ch- uh, the game really changed like you know, 8, 10 years ago with the <laughs> running back especially where it was like, yeah, there's no such thing as Barry Sanders anymore. Right. There's no like one guy. Right. There's no – like it's every team has like two or three running backs. Running back by committee. That seems to be the trend. Right. I was reading today earlier in my very cursory fantasy football research that like the zero RB trend, it's like don't even draft. Running backs. Well, that's wow. mental. That's, that's mental. mental. Is that wow. a mental? I would that's never. I, I couldn't. Even if you gave me an hour, I couldn't figure out a reason. I would, or at least pick all your okay. wide receivers first before you even touch a running back. Maybe uh, that's here, closer. Yeah. To make Here's sense. what I would say about yeah. zero running backs. Yeah. I would say the. I would maybe take it a hair less crazy. I'd yeah. say draft stability at running back. Mm-hmm. 
Um, what is stability to you? Stability is like, I know this guy's going to get reps. I don't necessarily know that he's going to be great, but I know this he's guy has like a carries. I know this guy has like a position on the team. Uh, like he was an all pro last Can year. Can you give me an example of a running back like um, this? Just like, like a rocks, like a Rashad Jennings for the Giants or like yeah. uh Rashad Jennings, perfect, right? right. He's going to get 12 carries. He might break one, but you just know, you know his We game. know that there we know he's part of the game plan. Yes. Yeah. I don't know that he's going to be the best player on the team. I don't even know that he's going to be a great player. I know that the Giants for the first 6 weeks are penciling in Rashad Jennings for 12 carries. He's right. get his hands on the leather. And that's the thing. It's like you can So you... out of the gate, I have like a little bit of a comfort zone and mm-hmm. then I need to be able to play the wire. Right. I just have to be able to watch the wire. That's you. That is always you. And that's also worth reminding anyone who's new to uh, fantasy football, the first couple weeks of the waiver wire is when the talent will still be there. Yeah. So if you're going to get lazy, don't be lazy the first few weeks because A, if you uh, lose games and you don't have the talent waiting for you you've built a hole you can't climb out of right but b everyone else will get lazy right. so now's the time for you to strike and take chances crucial yeah mm-hmm. crucial. you know who's the perfect like stable running back he was last year this is the guy i'm talking about so alfred morris who had a terrible season right out of the gate the game plan with the redskins was like we're gonna give the ball to alfred morris 10 to 15 That's times right. a game for the first four games. Yeah. And we know we have this other guy, Matt Jones, in the wings, but we're not ready to play him hardcore yet. Right. So you can think to yourself as a GM, all right, for four weeks, I have like kind of a stable thing with Alfred Morris right. and I can watch the wire. Right. And I can watch for what develops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you. It's true. It's like Latavius Murray on the Raiders was kind of that behind right. Darren McFadden for right. a year. Right, mm. right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah, to me, you have to have a strategy going into your draft and it doesn't need to be a this is who I'm getting this round, and this yeah. is who I'm getting this round. But you need to know after three picks what positions you have covered. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, it's, it's like, like what do you intend to be good at? Right. Mm-hmm. Where do you want to be elite, and just put your attention on that. Yeah. Like for me, it's 100% wide receivers. Mm-hmm. I'll probably take two wide receivers with my first two picks. Yeah. And then I will. I probably won't take a running back. I would say until the fifth round. Wow. Right. Probably. Wow. Yeah. And you know, it's another position that has a huge disparity between the top tier uh, yeah. talent and not t- tight end. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like, if you want to be ballsy enough to totally. say, like, it's like, are you the guy that wants Gronk or right. are you the guy that's like comfortable with the tight end on mm-hmm. the Bears? Right. Because mm-hmm. you can pick Jordy Nelson. Uh, before Gronk, ideally, right. but there's a good chance that Jordy Nelson's going to put up numbers comparable to the other wide receivers he will be, the elite yeah. wide receivers he'll be playing against that week. Right. Yeah. Whereas there's almost no chance Gronk's the difference between the weekly match between Gronk versus you, the other tight end, yeah. Gronk will have a bigger yeah. uh, disparity almost every Yes. Time. Although Redskin Jordan Reed is pretty sick, right? That guy is good. Yeah. That yeah. guy's pretty good. Yeah. Huh? He's pretty, <laughs> is he? No, he's, not he's that pretty good. good. Oh. He's doing it right, Lusto. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Lusto is a red. Skin fan. Yeah, yes, we, oh, a, we know. We yes, know. yes. Only because I was gifted uh, a, a football helmet and jersey and shoulder pads as a youth, and it was the first team I knew. That's all. Obviously, it is uh, only associated with shame and heartbreak to be a Redskins fan, of course. Right, right. They're pitiful. Right. Um, so I'm not actually a fan, but just sentimentally. We're yeah. recording this on the Friday after week two of the preseason. Mm. And last night, RG3, starting for the Browns, if not starting, playing major minutes for the Browns. I didn't see it. Was nasty. Nasty. Oh, that's nice nasty. to hear. Nasty. Six for eight. There we go, Robert. Uh, a bomb, th- a one long bomb touchdown. Uh, two touchdowns overall. 40 yards rushing. Looked skinnier. Wow. Mobile. He was sliding and skinnier? not getting hit. Skinnier. How could he get skinnier? I don't know, dude. Maybe it's just a nicer TV, but he looked skinnier. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Um, 
But Orange is Slim. I'm happy for that guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, he was so much fun when it was going well. And... Yeah. I think it's that red skin thing. Yeah, I think that when cursed. you're in that organization, it's like, boo. Nothing goes right there. Yeah. 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 They've been a weird team for 15 years, I feel like. Yeah, it's like, man. I don't know if they're good or not. They made the playoffs last year, and what were they, 7-9 and nine or something? Exactly. Yeah, there's a couple of the, couple teams in that like kind of purgatory, where it's like the Jets, the, NS, the, the Raiders. The NFC East is always kind of like, it's always like um, the Giants are going to be elite, like 11-5, right. or it's going to be like, yeah, whichever team's 8-8 eight and eight will Seriously, make seriously. Yes. It'll it's, be the Eagles or, so, I don't or know. someone. It's yeah. all one team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so we have a few minutes left in the podcast. Uh, Windelks, yeah. do you have any sort of like a promise you want to send out to the people who will be listening to your podcast moving forward? Um, any sort of requests that you would love for your listeners to, uh, well, to do? I mean... The people, the fans, the girly heads out there, the Victor heads know. Um, I love being in touch. I'm a big fan engagement guy. So hit me up. It's a lot of fun for me. I love the sit and start questions. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm really looking forward to hopefully doing like a, a draft podcast. I think yeah. it would be really fun if we could put something together. Um, we did that last year. It was a lot of work. And yeah. we'll talk about it off the mic. But I think there might be other ways to maybe it, take some of the edge off the work while still maintaining the It doesn't even have to be necessarily our draft. It can just be like a... Hey, we know you're going to be drafting yes. a fantasy team soon. Yes. Let's talk about prospects. Yes. Kind of podcast. General overview. Um, cuz uh, that's that with fantasy football, basketball, baseballs, uh for me always probably one of the most fun things. Agreed. Just like researching yeah. and trying to identify people. It's like, "Oh, I kind of want to put my eggs in this guy's basket here. I think he's totally be super good and below last the radar. year hosting it for me. It was uh, the biggest joy was that we didn't have to be that funny. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's like I've been reading about football, no. and watching it obsessively, and yeah. I go to bed watching it on TV, <laughs> and I wake up reading about stats yeah, and who didn't practice of, today. It's like it's it just feels sort of good. an extension of what you're watching on your TV. <laughs> it's funny because we all act in this like kind of like sarcastic, ironic, almost character of ourselves while we're playing it, while I we're know. playing it. But it's also our most authentic yes no this is the most authentic version of me that you'll ever know <laughs> this is you what know. you're gonna get yeah yeah I, yeah just a total lunatic right but, you know i mean the fans know I, I mean i wear my heart on my sleeve mm -hmm. i love this game i give this game everything i have yes preach and it should be i think a really fun podcast we're gonna get some good gms yep some of the boys back on absolutely so uh i'm gonna remind you guys once again is that uh, our guest today is at Chris Wendelkin. You can also find him at HeadgumFFL. Mm -hmm. You will want to keep in touch with him if you are a fan of fantasy football because he will make your season more fun. We are all looking forward to this league, Chris. One more reminder. Please go. You have days left to help us make some shirts. NoJokePodcast.com. We have hoodie sweatshirts. We have t-shirts. We have tank tops. Yes. All for your torso. We could really, really use the help. Yes. So... For the No Joke Podcast, that was Fantasy Football. I'm Billy Scafuri. I'm Adam Lustig. And today our guest was Victor Victoria, a.k.a. Chris Wendelkin. Catch him on the HeadGum Fantasy Football League. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. That was a HeadGum Podcast.